Welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hello and good morning. I've had a little bit of champagne. I'm having a sip of Valley beer. Fun. It's from Rinhouse Brewery in Arizona. It's really good beer. And I don't, I haven't drank in since last weekend. <laughs> it's not that long. I don't know why I'm like, I haven't drank in forever. That's like, a long time. Sunday. <laughs> but I, uh, we normally don't in vibe before podcasting, but we're, we're in a celebratory mood. We are. I, I am. I don't know. <laughs> okay. What are yeah, you celebrating? I mean, life, yes. Barbie smashing Oppenheimer at the box office. It's not a competition. There's no competition in art. I sure. get it, but good. Sure. Okay. That's Nothing great. Good. That's all. Yeah. I Felici- just, yeah. Felicidades. I love that. No. And and my partner had COVID last week. And so we finally got to hang out again after he was in quarantine in the spare bedroom for days and days. I was like a little nursemaid. He'd just leave like a dirty plate on the table outside the door. I'd come get it and replace it with soup. <laughs> it's, That's nice. It was rough. Yeah, but it's good now. Good. How are you? I'm okay, I guess. I don't know. Just that. Yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am flying on cloud nine and and, and hey. I need I need to throw the ladder down. No, no. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. Tell me why you're trash. Okay. As we know, Barbie movie premiered last weekend. And we are not promoting this. So we are not promoting no, we are not no, no. paid to promote this. Absolutely. We're not paid to promote this. I'm just I attended a viewing. She I, paid to go to. I paid to go to this. She went to the movies this weekend. I went to the movies this weekend. That's a fancy way of saying I went to the movies this weekend. But I, I, went I, attended, the- I attended a screening uh, <laughs> of a movie that's out with a bunch of strangers that paid also to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of those screenings. No, sure. So I went. So I was in my Barbie vest. I'm talking satin pink headband, satin pink shorts, you know, pink purse, cartoon, you know, the sun, Barbie sunglasses and a cream, not white cream. I was killing it yesterday. I was looking great. Yeah. Very happy. And so, you know, there's lots of photo opportunities at the theater. There was, you know, a life-size Barbie box and and all this stuff. So me and my friend were just boots in the house down, posing, if you will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I leave the theater to go back to my car and go home, as one does when you're done with the screening. But I... (laughs) For a movie that you paid for. For a movie that I paid for. Let's say that part quieter. <laughs> I realized that my parking ticket when I went to pay did not validate. So I have to go back to the theater. And if you're in the Alamo Draft House in downtown LA, you know what a hassle it is to get through the elevators, the stairs, across the... It's it's just a mess. So The whole thing. I mean, but they do the have parking. Thing. So no shade. Yeah. No shade. There's an older woman in the elevator with me on the way down. And she said, did you just see Barbie? And I said, yes, I really, you know, I really enjoyed it. And she's like... Oh, okay. And we, you know, just exchanged about that. Great. Her parking ticket also didn't validate. So we're both going back to get, you know, get our parking validations done because I'm not paying $44 for a two hour movie. So I'm walking back up and as I'm walking down, I've, I've revalidated, you know, we've worked it out with the theater. I'm walking down the stairs. And again, I think I'm looking like hot shit. Like I am Barbie. I'm so, you know, in my feels about the way I look. I'm so excited. There are two men walking up the stairs into the theater. And one of them says, I've never been here. Uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the theater. And one of them just says, 
oh, I've never been here before. And another man goes, oh, it's, I didn't realize what he was, he was saying was, oh, it's a great theater. Like he was responding to that person. But what I caught on the way up was like, oh, it's great. I thought he was complimenting my outfit because he looked me up and down and I was like, oh my God, I'm like making such an impression. He looked me up and down, paused and then said, it's a great theater. And when I tell you the deflation that happened all at once, I sent you a voice memo instantly about it. I thought you, someone was you complimenting just you were about, me. Yeah, you were on top of the world and, and just well, assumed was, that everybody else was on your level. Was Yeah, was admiring me as much as I was admiring me. Sure. And no, he was just saying, yeah, it's a great theater. But it, I had this whole like, oh my God, thank you, planned in my head. Of course. <laughs> so then I get back in the elevator with the same other the woman that I talked to earlier and then she was like you should watch Sound of Freedom and I just was like uh okay and didn't didn't go into it (laughs) because we'd already made we made a bond earlier had we not made that bond I would have said something to her is Sound of Freedom which if you don't know what that is it's like some QAnon movie that got released like QAnon propaganda that if you look it up they are allegedly all sold out screenings but in reality, like what's happening is that four or five people are like they're selling it out, but only four or five people are going to see the movie. There's a word for it that I can't remember it. But anyways, lawning, ticketing, uh, it's yeah. hovering something. Yeah, I know. I'm something sorry. like that. But are they playing that movie at the Alamo Draft House? That feels like a very AMC 16 movie to me. No, she just was propagandizing the sound of freedom. Oh, she's just like letting you know. Yeah, she's like, hey, you're since, since like- you like movie. Yes, since you like movie and you're dressed like a whore in her lines, sure. You should watch this movie instead of Barbie. <laughs> anyway, it was just it was just one of those moments where I was like, I'm so I'm not. Oh no. What did I why was I I was preparing like how to say thank you but sound humble? <laughs> I had that energy at the Hollywood Bowl, although I did yeah. get a lot of outfits and, or compliments on my outfit when I was of at course. the Hollywood Bowl last. But like, I was hot shit. Like for every compliment I didn't get, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, are you guys okay? Do you see how (laughs) cute my fucking dress is? Like, they just must be nervous to talk to me. I, the last time I went to the Hollywood Bowl, I looked so, I'm just saying, I I was in a hot pink velvet caftan, white cowboy boots, a turquoise belt buckle. I know it sounds like a lot right now, listeners. Let me just tell you, it was chic and pulled together and so fun. So country chic. And I got got to pull out your best looks for the Hollywood Bowl. It's just the rules. I got so many compliments and I was like, thank you. Thank you. But I was by myself. So I'm like, oh, I can't even truly enjoy this having someone with me here. Sure. Compliments because I'm garbage. (laughs) Anyway, why are you trash? Why are you trash? <laughs> I, so I, I'm a vegan. We know this. We hate this about well, pause, me. Pause because I'm in, I'm inserting an applause sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, everyone, please sit down, sit down. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean, I don't eat cheese, which I haven't been able to eat cheese in a while. It just yeah. really upsets my stomach, but I crave it. Mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like I, I long for it. I and mean, I know everybody's like, oh, I could never eat this way. I can't give up cheese. The answer is you can, but sometimes mm-hmm. you long for it. And I was longing for something very specifically recently. I was wanting so desperate the, the stylings of a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza. Oh, so that's 
cheese within the crust, stuffed yeah. crust. And then obviously a pizza will have cheese on it, obviously. So I can't do this. Like I can't do this. Even if I do do this, there's going to be a heating pad and multiple days of constipation. I'm going to ask myself why I'm going to ask God why, you know, like I can't do this, but yeah. it, the cravings were getting so bad that, and I do this pretty often. So I guess that's why I'm trash. Sometimes I sort of like, uh, you know, like window shopping yes. where you're like, Oh, I'm just going to look, you know, I will like window shop ordering <laughs> takeout. So recently I was on Pizza Hut's website, built an entire stuffed crust pizza, <laughs> stared at the cart, ready yeah. to go, ready to make a sale. And then I have to close the window out because I'm not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. I like the same way that people do with clothes and all this kind of stuff. I do that with food. I've done, I've done it on DoorDash tons of times too. Of like how much would sugar fish cost to get? And I'll even look up the coupon <laughs> codes. I'll do all of it. And then I won't actually pull the trigger yeah. on it because like, I don't, I don't like to order takeout. I, or if I do, I want to go pick it up by myself. I just think these services are too expensive. They're too, there's too many mm-hmm. fees. They're not paying the drivers enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pizza Hut. I, I couldn't, I just can't have that cheese, but I do. I window shop takeout and I'll build carts and, and all that's doing is hurting me because I'm edging myself with like yes. food and I'm also getting romanticizing my, the thing kind of. I mean, some of these things you have to create a profile in order to just do the cart and I'll still do it. So I've got promotional emails about food that I never ate, that I never <laughs> purchased because I was just <laughs> fantasizing about it. And I don't know, it's really weird and I, I don't want to do it anymore, but it like helps me almost, Yeah, you know? When I'm craving something and like almost like seeing how much it would cost me, like mm-hmm. helps me not do it. Mm-hmm. I just picture some some Pizza Hut salesman that's got a quota to meet, and he's like, "Oh, thank, oh, it's 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 under the wire. I'm gonna hit my 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 sales yeah. quota and get the bonus today. Somebody's building a car right now for a stuffed crust. <laughs> Easy street, Mama. Go ahead and buy the mattress. I'm gonna make the bonus, and then you yeah. exit out, and then." They've already purchased the mattress and it's a very death of the salesman. Like that's what I picture. I have the opposite problem with cheese. Whereas I'm just, uh, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a go. Uh, it's like a motor is going and I right. will not stop going for quite some time. It's, it's like I'm being powered by, um, some type of engine or motor, you know, I can't promise you that if, I was presented with some sort of scenario, which God willing, I'm not, but like, hey, this will be your last meal on earth. I can't say that it wouldn't at least cross my mind to go. I want like some Whole Foods or fancy cheese shop quality brie. And I want a lot of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a, a an entire thick wheel to myself with some pretzel thins. Mm like the thin, like the smashed thin pretzel chip Mm -hmm. and green grapes. Oh, green grapes. That, oh, that is the meal. Like when I, when it didn't bother my stomach so much and I, or I just decided to push the limits because I just didn't care. 
I could really just dominate a piece of cheese on a pretzel thin. And then you take the grape and you like bite it in half in your mouth or just however you want to get it in half. I guess you can cut it, but like, who's got the time to cut grapes? You know, like you're binge eating or don't even cut it, but just like stick it in the cheese. And then that bite together, you've got the sweet, you've got the salty, you've got the creamy. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry. Your last meal is just girl dinner, (laughs) but with cheese. I guess, I guess (laughs) the girl dinner trend is kind of interesting because like a lot of people like I think it's kind of fun, Mm -hmm. you know, because like I that's just I I see girl dinner if it's brie cheese, green grapes and pretzel chips. That's not me. That's not my life being dominated by the patriarchy that I don't have time to eat anything else. That's me being independent and I want to eat what I want to eat. But some people are like, oh, girl dinner is like really like shows how bad the patriarchy is because (laughs) these wives don't have enough time to eat whole meals. It's like, what are you talking about? No. Yeah. No. I I told Winston today I invented girl dinner. Sure. (laughs) So when my dad would be gone for like work trips when we were little, my mom and I, this is before my little sister, I believe. And my mom would buy like a tiny ham, some great cheeses, and then different types of crackers. And we would have, this was my favorite meal as a child. You could have put Ten thousand dollar lobster and steak in front of me, and I'd have been like, "Can we please have the grocery store ham?" And wait, so say it again. What's the what was the meal? Ham. She yes, but she'd slice it from the ham with the knife. She'd slice it off. It wasn't pre-cut. She'd oh yeah, cut, like the honey baked ham, like the tiny honey baked ham. She cut it right there. Little yes. chunk of ch- chunk of you ham. know ham cheese cracker meal. That was. To me, I was a sultan. I was a king. I was, it was as if I'd been carried in on a chariot and then there were palm fronds just fanning me while someone fed me grapes like that. It was, it was the best meal in the world. But I was like, I invented girl dinner. I don't have a lot of control over a honey baked ham as well. Cause Mm. that people, you see that ham and you think that's too much work. (laughs) What I'm supposed to do, cut pieces? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there, it's so good. I mean, you're just eating sugar pork. Sugar pork, know? yeah. You know what is so coded in movies to me? When somebody is, is eating an apple, but they're slicing it with a knife one bite at a time. Are they That's, a villain? I, yeah, it's like so villain, but powerful coded. I, I don't know. I just, this was some of my favorite scenes. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, we got to get to our first story. Speaking of motor, speaking of what gets us going, we got to get into our first story. From local3news.com, Hamilton County, SO, SO, what is that? Secure, uh, Sheriff's Office? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hamilton County Sheriff's Office responds to boating incident by a boat powered by a weed eater motors. On July 6th, Hamilton County deputy was dispatched to the Hickson Marina uh, for a male operating a cabin cruiser with two weed eater motors allegedly involved in collisions with two other boats in the marina. What's a weed eater motor? Is that like a, a weed whacker? Like a weed whacker, yeah. But, but is weed powering whacker a not boat. PC? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's okay. Whacker, I think Friggin is okay. <laughs> snowflakes. We can't even say weed whacker. <laughs> it's weed eater now, Cass. Get woke. <laughs> weed eater. Weed eater sounds... Okay, whatever. Does it, this is not the point no, no. of the story. <laughs> yeah, we got to so, Upon arrival, the individual was advised to power down his boat to the dock and to discuss the alleged boat crashes with law enforcement. 
that sounds like entrapment. Um, <laughs> but police say that the boater repeatedly refused to comply, stating that the deputies had no valid reason to approach him. That is sea law. That's sea law. That's adjacent to pirate law. Again, not my specialty, but something sure. I am versed in. A lot of times you have to know sea law to really specialize in pirate law. But this man... He was already known to be a trespasser to the marina. I just like that this guy's just keeping playing keep away with himself. (laughs) I just picture the sheriffs are on the docker land and they're like, come over here. And he's like, come get me. No, I don't want to. You come. I like I like the logic of someone who because I it seems like I think he's in a lake. I like the logic of someone who's in a lake who goes international waters, baby. (laughs) You, there's no laws out here. There's and truly there's no, no laws. laws out here. You know, <laughs> none. Yeah, <laughs> actually, After... what state is Hamilton County in? Let me just uh, determine this because that will help a lot of. Yeah, because if it's over a certain, if it's far enough east or west, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Cool. Okay, nope. Sorry, dude. Boating law, sea law doesn't apply in Tennessee. If it were Maine or like certain parts of Alaska, I could see how you could think you were maybe in international yeah. waters because the boundaries are so far out but sorry man you, this is land law right now so after multiple attempts to persuade him to come back to the dock for a conversation he started the boat's motor like assuming ditching the weed whackers and began to pilot downstream discard disregarding the deputy's instructions to stop the situation escalated the sheriff's office boats started getting in there the tennessee wildlife resource agency boats got in there they finally were able to board this guy's boat and relocate it to the dock. So he got Here's my question. Did you have a warrant? Otherwise, you can't step foot on my property. But is it his property? Because he's a trespasser to the marina. So that's what's kind of confusing. You can't (laughs) trespass on a marina that you pay to park your boat at unless... He doesn't pay, but he parks his boat there anyways. This man does not like to pay because the vessel was found to have no valid registration at the time of contact. I feel like ownership is got to be like 75% of the law of the boat. Because if you buy a boat, why do you have to register it? Like, mm. is there it's just like your car. No, yeah. It's, I know it's, it's just like your car, but. Oh, I'm sorry. Sovereign citizen, Cassandra. <laughs> you know. Look at what the government is doing for us. Maybe it's not such a bad idea. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know, again, speaking of of sea law, I feel like and we bad got ideas. It's absolutely. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsors. The hell is going on with sharks? We got two stories about sharks and people. Taurus dumb move before being bitten by a shark in Bora Bora. A shark's bite cutting the man's arm down to the bone requiring a lots and lots and lots of stitches now listen i mean obviously instagram has helped bloom tourism in lots of parts of the world but this man went viral for all the wrong reasons there was a video uploaded showing his reckless behavior putting him in these dangerous situations in the tahitian waters he wanted to get that sweet shot for the gram went into the water with food like probably the food that you're given to feed sharks or whatever, mm-hmm. which why are we giving people food to feed sharks? I've been on a pontoon boat in Louisiana and they, you can like toss a marshmallow at a gator. Yep. But you can't just feed the mar- no. the gator marshmallow. This is to be distributed like by being thrown. Anyways, he's <laughs> knee deep in the water, chest deep in the water, holding the food, trying to get that 
picture for the gram. Shark comes, takes the food, but also takes the arm. Yes. The, the great thing about the article too, again, we always link all of our articles in our show notes, but it links out to the, the line is enter the water with apex predators, which just leads to another article about sharks <laughs> in case you needed more information on what an apex predator <laughs> This man's an idiot. So wrapped a towel around his right arm, the blood stains coming out, obviously, and it was down to the bone twice. There's little sympathy for the victim uh, online. Many people are like, well, what the hell are you doing? Why are you bringing food in? This Was this worth it? You know? Well, I mean, because a shark is not like a pug, you know, they're not no. going to just eat the food out of your hand. No, they're going to they're going to eat everything. Everything and all of it, including perhaps, yeah, (laughs) perhaps uh, some cocaine. I mean, it's what probably gives sharks so much energy and stamina, right? It gives them wings. From the New York Post.com, cocaine sharks. Shit. Cocaine shark. (laughs) Sounds so weird. Cocaine sharks might be feasting on drugs dumped off Florida coast. Scientists hit it, hit it as hard as you were going to. I liked it. Cocaine sharks. Oh, now I'm doing Why it. Why are you inflecting it? I don't know. Cocaine sharks. It's, it's I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Hold on. Yes. Mm. Cocaine sharks might be feasting on drugs dumped off Florida coast. Scientists say they're rugged old captains <laughs> with just ah, stay out the water. The cocaine sharks are out there. Why are they wasting drugs? I mean, I guess what? They're like, the bundles of cocaine are being dumped in the ocean by US bound drug smugglers, mm-hmm. perhaps like about to be boarded or caught. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, ditch it. But you know, that makes me mad. Contaminating animals and, and us invading their spaces. I just think, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to produce drugs and smuggle them into the country, Mm -hmm. and you know cocaine is dangerous be a drug runner whatever but like you don't stop to think that maybe you're hurting the fish by dumping i mean i'm am i crazy that like you're wanting have cocaine smugglers and dealers to think of the environment and other at the very least rather than raw profit of just dealing drugs what were you what do you think i was gonna say i thought you were gonna say don't import cocaine. Grow it here in America. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you yeah, were taking sure. an America first stance on cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I do think that maybe there is something to that, but mm-hmm. no, it's just like I don't know. Like people are supposed to be three sixty, you know, full rounded onion like people, and so no, we're the dumbest apex predators. We don't give a shit if we. I mean, look at what we do with like coal and oil. <laughs> We're doing that to ourselves. We're, I mean, we're dumping cocaine in the ocean, but we're also pumping ourselves up with all these toxins and we're eroding our ecosystem. <laughs> well, with massive amounts of drugs washing up on the beaches and being pulled out of the oceans by authorities, marine biologist Tom Hurd wants to investigate whether or not the sharks have ingested cocaine as part of his new series, Cocaine Sharks, which will premiere during Discovery Channel's beloved Shark Week next week. Man, they really, really need writers and actors back. Well, although Discovery Channel is always like this. Right. Jason Momoa is supposed to be hosting Shark Week this year. It's, it's, it's something I tune into every year. Can he even do it anymore? No, well, not unless it's like all yeah. like pre-taped. pre-recorded. Uh, you know, I mean, speaking of just dirtying up the environment, dirtying up 
everything we touch. Let's get into our next story. I love this story. It's from the mirror.co.uk. The driver was proud to win UK's filthiest car awards with snacks and tools all over the seats. Did you know someone or were you someone who had just a crazy dirty car? Hi, my name is Erica and I have a filthy car. Whoa. I was, I'm not anymore. No. Okay. I have two car trash cans and a car vacuum cleaner now. And the little putty that, you know, like the uh, putty stuff that you put into the vents to get the dust there. I keep a tight car. But back in the day, it was an extension of my personhood and my room was whatever vehicle I was in. I was like, oh, well, of course, I'll. what if there's an emergency? I'll need my softball glove just in case. And then I'll obviously, well, I, I maybe I should bring those old Barbies that I was going to donate to Goodwill. They'll have a place in the car. Yeah, I, I was... I mean, people used to have to like move stuff around to sit in the back seat. I yeah. Was, I was a filthy car gal. So, I mean, I've had dirty cars for sure. And certainly like it's just gotten away with from me. But I don't think I had the dirtiest car. Some people I remember getting in their cars and being and like you're in the passenger seat mm-hmm. and your feet are just on Peppers a compacted layer of trash. Ew. Yes. Yes. I think it comes with like. Because again, I now I keep my car like very clean. I really don't mm-hmm. like to mess around with it. It's just like maybe when you get older and you realize how much stuff costs or there's a pride of ownership mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, like once you get out of those like kind of early adolescent cars that are, you know, 20 years older than you are and <laughs> beaters and stuff and mm-hmm. you like finally buy your own first car, all of a sudden, again, it could slip away from you, but you don't, you don't let it go to the same to the same levels but Mm -hmm. this uh this woman she's not even able to take any passengers in her sob estate because snacks drinks and litter all line the back seat now is she a hoarder because some people hoard in their car and that's a whole other thing so her husband used to joke with her that her car could win the untidiest car in Britain. And now she has one. If you have a goal in life, you'll work towards it. Whereas if you don't have a goal, you may just be aimless. This woman said, I hear you, bet I do have the untidiest car in Britain. You know, she put they, her mind uh, to it and she, she achieved her goal. It's referred to in their family as the graveyard. And she says, when my husband loses tools, I always say it's probably in the graveyard. So a frantic search begins for a much needed tool, which creates more mess. Mm -hmm. And it's a mammoth task to clean it. I have to give my husband a day's notice. At least he cleans it, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This woman's got it all. (laughs) There is then this like long list of other people who mm -hmm. maybe were like runner ups, Mm -hmm. which by the way, to win, she just got like 200 pounds to Amazon, you know, but um, to like more shit. Vacuum cleaner. Yeah. But there's all these people who are like, here's what my car looks like. Here my yeah. car looks like. I don't, I didn't take pride in the fact that I had a dirty car. Yeah. And even as a dirty car person, I would judge people who like silently, of course, oh, of course, had dirtier cars than me. Now, girl, if you let me into your car and it's like dirty and you don't have kids, mm-hmm. if you have kids, I'm gonna give you a pass. See. Growing up, I I always had a messy room, but I know where everything is. If you're like, hey, where's that paper you wrote in third grade? I'm like, it's under that pile of sweaters I haven't folded yet. Like I always had an encyclopedic knowledge of where all of my items were. They were just 
piles of things. Same with the car. And now I realize that was probably mostly just like my undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> yeah, and you're got bring that in a little bit. I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> I'd cool. dump a man if he had a dirty car. Well, speaking of dumping a man from the sun.co.uk, I'm a bus driver and my girlfriend left me for a 148 million pounds lottery winner. What's he got that I haven't? Hmm. A bus driver was dumped, but it's a lookalike. That's the big problem is the man that his girlfriend left him for. They look very similar. Allegedly. Well, yeah. actually, no, there's there's pictures. They actually look like crazy alike. <laughs> so she's just trading in for a new model. And you know what? I think we've all had that experience where like you're you rent a car and like you happen to get a rental car that's just a brand new version of the car you drive at home and you're like this is nice, you know? Yeah. So like I get it. So most of this is told from his perspective and it's just like very funny how tone deaf it sounds, but I, I want to like tread lightly because it's like, there's nothing wrong with this man. I think it's just the way he's sort of setting it up is kind of not helping himself. And the son, I mean, Rupert Murdoch's own is also not painting him in the best light with their asides. Like, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah. So just, uh, just FYI on that. So, but we're going to just, we're going to report it as it's reported. So <laughs> this is a man who refers to himself as happily settled with this woman, which already feels red flag. I don't ever want someone to ex like say that they're happily settled with me. No. It just has a Burning down a building to be with me. A hundred percent. Like never, never stop trying. That is advice I'll give you mm -hmm. unless they don't want you back. I, I'm forgetting. I'm cut, not giving, cut, I'm not giving advice. Cut that anchor. Yeah. That's for a different podcast where we give out dating advice. Dating, dating, <laughs> dating, mating. Ooh. So he's oh, a shit. dad. We of... should cut that because I want to keep it. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> a dad of four and a divorcee. His four kids from a previous marriage. So he they're basically like this guy has four kids from previous marriages, divorcee, who's calling him a bus driver, calling himself happily settled with this other with this woman who's an ambulance driver who apparently has a lifetime friend who looks exactly the same, who has a, had a crush on him or a crush on her for a long time and just so happened to win a ton of money from the lottery, a 12 million dollar mansion kind of thing. Yeah. Is it shallow to leave someone just for money? Yes. But maybe they, I mean, they've been friends a long time. Maybe something was always there, but finally the, the, the man that won the lottery showed interest in her. He finally kind of was like, Hey, I'm tired of sitting in the shadows. I just need you to know how I feel about you. And she was like, Oh, I feel the same. <laughs> I didn't two weeks ago before you won, but I feel the same. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of. You know, <laughs> like, I, I'm not, this is trashy, trashy. Am I supposed to sit here and say that things might be like, what do you know? You don't know if you'd act differently in that situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would act differently in that situation. Mm -hmm. I'd like to, you know, think that if there was genuine love between me and my bus driver, that maybe I wouldn't go with the guy who's got millions of dollars that can sure. just kind of make me comfortable for the rest of my life as mm -hmm. a 45 year old female bus driver. But like at the same time, 
happily settled. Here's Bitch, the thing. Shake it up. Shake it up. I'm going to stop saying here's the thing is what I'm going to do. I bought a ticket to the mega, uh, the Powerball or mega mill, whatever the one It's over a billion dollars. So I bought a ticket. Did not win. Otherwise, you'd never hear from me again. <laughs> just, just, Absolutely not. Just if no. trashy, trashy start stops with no, no post, no nothing. <laughs> one of us won the lottery. Yes, it's and I, I made a story where I was like, listen, it's friends off with most of you if I win this thing. <laughs> oh, my favorite quote is from the man that was left where he's, I can't bear to be talked about in the same breath as that man. I might only be a bus driver, but at least I've got a shred of integrity. Then he says, I am my own person. He is a shallow, selfish, arrogant pussy. Like, oh, that's buddy. The quote. <laughs> Let's talk about therapy. Let's talk about ways to mitigate that stress and redirect it and don't happily settle for something in the future. He said, she's always loved money. Who doesn't? But what about love? And then he talks about like why they were in love and why they were so happy, but we're only getting his side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't I'd know. love to hear her side of the story. I would love to hear her side of the story. I would love it, but we but, probably you know, never will. I mean, they weren't married and no. they probably never will be. No. Unlike the man in our next story from mirror.co.uk. My fun fair prize goldfish has outlived my two marriages and is now gray with age. Okay. This guy won. A goldfish in 2011 and has since had two marriages and he's not a widower (laughs) he's been divorced twice he's just a butthole (laughs) and the wives are like yeah all day you would just stand there and sexualize the fish of course i had to get the fuck out of there i didn't know i'd be playing second fiddle to a fish that's me that's That's my imagination yeah that's not in the article that's just me dreaming so this guy is 44 he won the goldfish for his daughter his two-year-old daughter in 2011 and yeah it's been alive for longer than both of his marriages the first one failed after three years the second failed after nine wait a second 2011 Mm -hmm. it's 2023 so Mm -hmm. that's 12 years Mm-hmm. And then he's had two marriages, one three years, the other nine. That's yeah. 12 years. Yeah. But so this guy, like, Nancy's out. I got to get a new one. Let's, you know. No, it's for his daughter, Nancy. So that means I'm sorry. Yeah, guy, I'm just saying, like, you know, one lady's out, the next lady's in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nancy needs a new mom. Nancy needs a mommy. And I can't raise her by myself. And I couldn't, couldn't make it work with, I, I'm assuming, Nancy's mother. My goodness. But again, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that this old goldfish is quite old, but I just, I have some problems with this, with this man, but like, you know, long live Goldie, apparently in human years, Goldie's about 106 years old. The fish is gray. One of the gill, his gills are all messed up. He doesn't even like have a filter in his tank. Yeah because it broke so like it just like lives on tap water and then like his fish food God. every three or four days but so, <laughs> so wow funny. It, it, there were three other fish that joined goalie at some point but they all passed on shortly and i like to think maybe goldie's sitting there being like they're all gone your daughter's out of the house now maybe we could be together i've outlasted everything I'm saying, know. I think this guy's going to fuck his goldfish. Who, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is definitely a youth. And like, how did the filter break? 
Did you put your dick in it? Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'll support you. I'll support Thank your you. bit. Yeah. Uh, you know what I won't support? What? Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, don't get cheap. No, we don't have any. I don't. Let me say, I don't have any allegiance to a football team. <laughs> Cassandra uh, does. I mean, you know, it's it's loose. It's it's a loose allegiance to a couple of football teams. It's difficult to really uh, go full force when um, sure. the NFL is full of murderers and rapists that are all millionaires. Anyways, from WGRZ.com, Kansas City Chiefs super fan accused in bank robbery and suspected in many more across the U.S. The man had a strong following on social media and often wore a full body wolf costume to games. His Twitter handle has been taken down, but at the time it was Chiefs Aholic. He is accused of robbing a bank in Iowa. And they think he might be responsible for a bank and credit union robberies throughout the U.S. They have him on a count of bank theft and transporting stolen property across state lines. I don't. Did he wear the wolf costume or are they just is it just that he is a bank robber and also happens to be Instagram famous? I think it's it's the the latter. I think it would have been pretty easy if someone in a full-blown wolf costume walks into the bank. I'm getting on the ground immediately. Like if there's a mascot walking into the bank behind me, I'm just like putting my hands on the back of my head and laying flat on my stomach and I'm shoving my purse across the bank floor. And they're like, "Ma'am, you don't have to do this." See like this is what I'm talking about though of like a full like a fully rounded, fully realized onion type person yes he's a bank robber and a felon Mm -hmm. but he's also just a sports fan Mm -hmm. and that bit of humanity is what connects us all it's you know we we need something to root for we need something to root against but if you ever i'm just saying if you ever get into robin banks or need to clean money the FBI did an investigation and they determined that this man had purchased and redeemed more than $1 million in chips oh. at casinos in Missouri, Kansas, Illinois. So you come in with cash, you're getting chips out. Then you put the you know dirty cash in, cash out. It makes it look like you won the income that you have versus just a sudden influx of cash. Very smart. Very, this guy got very interesting. So I'm not, again, we never advocate for someone to do crimes. No. We no, just don't want you to be idiots. That is an interesting way to do it. We have we have a nice story close to the Trashy Trashy family mm-hmm. from abc6onyourside.com. Our mascot, a raccoon, rescued from a light pole in Rhode Island. Aww. Everyone say it at home. Ready? One, two, three. Aww. Aww. <laughs> this raccoon was rescued after being stuck on a light pole for several hours along a highway. He had been seen perched on the light post on Route 146 North in Providence, which is a city in Rhode Island, which is a state in the United States of America, I am learning just now. What? You didn't know that Rhode Island was a state? I mean, what? name two other things about Rhode Island. It's small and family guy takes place there. Touche. Touche. The picture kind of makes me sad, but he was okay. But I, like they got him down, yeah. but it, they're unclear how he got up there. And the crews waited to rescue the animal until traffic subsided. Okay, pitch they, for how he got up there. Okay, this man is Bigfoot's pet. Oh, and Bigfoot said, "Hey, I have to go take care of something. There's a lot of predators in this area. I don't want you to get harmed." 
So I'm going to do, I'm going to put you right here and Bigfoot Daddy will be right back. Okay. I'll be back. And then he left the, you know, raccoon on top of the light pole. And then these humans interfered. And now Bigfoot doesn't have his pet raccoon. I have another theory. Okay. Time traveler of sorts, quantum leaps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and somehow ends up as a raccoon on a light post. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Like appears out of thin air, you know, like just kind of time travel didn't like land right. And he in the raccoon or mm-hmm. this time traveler is like, shit, I <laughs> I shouldn't shouldn't be doing this after a couple glasses of champagne. <laughs> and that was that was my fault. So that's they, on me. That's on yeah, me. They got the <laughs> raccoon down. And then he was able to run off into the woods and uh, probably return to their original form of a time traveler Aww. or run back to Bigfoot's house. If if you're right. I hope so. I, I just want him to be reunited wherever he belongs. We have Bye. a couple stories that, you know, we like, uh, but sometimes there's just, you know, we cut that. And we cut that. Telegraph.co.uk, wife who repeatedly called husband as he watched football match convicted of harassment. That's a little extreme, don't you think? If you get into it, the wife was calling, he was watching the match at a friend's house and the wife repeatedly called the other couple to the point where they just left the phone off the hook eventually because she called over 60 something times one match perhaps some couples therapy but uh we cut that from the newyorktimes.com sent in by tina curry she steals surfboards by the seashore she's a sea otter california wildlife officials are hoping to apprehend a five-year-old sea otter who has a knack for riding the waves after committing longboard larceny adorable it's just cute yeah i just like to think about that it's it's so cute but uh we cut that hey Cass. What's going on? Let's take a break. Okay. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly. You know, I have to get the VIP though, because I I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay. Well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, saying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3, I'm talking B5, I'm talking B6, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. They've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. And we're back. It has now come to our attention. To be a real podcaster, we must have the final segment. Cass, are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my God. This is more like dumpster fire of the strong. 
Oh, oh God. <laughs> drum, drum cymbal sound. I didn't get it, but, but, but I get it now. This is from vice.com. And I want to just put this out there. I'm approaching this with an open mind. Sure. Absolutely. I'll just say it, it seems absurd, but I do think there's an epidemic of male loneliness and fragility and toxic masculinity happening. And we need to be better programmed to not allow males to not be able to express their feelings. We should absolutely work on this health. But right now what's happening is men are paying $10,000 to become real men at warrior camps. So there's these macho programs that promise self-fulfillment through hardcore military style training, but are they a fix for an epidemic of male loneliness? And the story goes on to tell a couple guys and their stories and experiences of these male, these man camps. I don't know. Like I was reading this and I was expecting this to be kind of like toxic and, you know, cause there's like, there is a, a faction of men who are trying to go back to like male dominance, kind of caveman. We talked about one of the, those guys, the guy who the liver King. Yeah. The liver King, like he's got that energy, but then it turns <laughs> out he's just a crazy steroids, but that's not quite what this is. It yeah. feels like it feels like half basic training military and half acting class. Yes, it's theater camp. <laughs> it feels like it honestly, it sounds like when I was in show choir, like they make us mm -hmm. run the laps, they make us hold the planks and do the drills. And mm -hmm. then you have to lie there in silence and and scream the emotions that are coming up. It's got, it's got yeah. kind of I kind of like this. I I don't oh, understand no. it. I said, oh, no. Well, I don't understand it, you know, but I'm not a man. And yeah. so maybe it's not for me. Sure. To, uh, I will say they don't pitch it great because they're like most of the men who are in this, like 75 to 80 percent of them are, quote unquote, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you know, so it's definitely giving a certain vibe. Mm -hmm. But the the men that they talk to are like, you know, this guy was saying that he was feeling kind of like an absent father and, you know, was sleepwalking through his own life, unmotivated. Uh, he had he had childhood trauma and abuse and PTSD from being in the from the military. He was compartmentalizing and all this kind of stuff. And then he went and did this camp. Mm hmm. And got this like structure, but then also was exposed to like these men who were manly, but also like nice to their wives. I don't know. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it, it helped it, him. Because, I mean, he was taught that if you're accessing any emotion, it needs to be anger. And and men are socialized to just shove stuff down. Be the strong type. Don't, don't you know, th there is a way that we, we parent and condition boys that's it's bad it's it's we should really really think a lot of things but the, right this guy's like hey i i'm trying to get better and like learn how to deal with these things and well you know therapy helps maybe this is their form of therapeutic immer immersion therapy in some way you know it feels like that it definitely yeah. is giving the energy of like this isn't i wouldn't want to spend ten thousand dollars to go through brutal physical training yeah. to make just, it therapeutic but just go on survivor <laughs> yeah but it's giving like these men are coming out of it if they make it through a lot of like about half of men quit you know while they do this and they're usually just deemed as people who weren't ready but you know they're coming out of this with 
a sense of pride and purpose and community, which men don't always have those Mm -hmm. things, especially the community. They've talked about how men are shoulder to shoulder friends, as in they do things together, whereas women have face to face friendships where they share Mm -hmm. emotions and Mm -hmm. that affects men and they feel lonely and There was one that I saw on here that I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was this guy who was telling this story about he he admitted to the group, which he had never admitted out loud to anybody, that when he was on a work trip, he kissed a woman and they didn't do anything else, but he was married. And so he said that he spent all this time after that sort of putting that random woman that he kissed on a pedestal and spending all this time thinking about what could have been rather than focusing on his own marriage and his own wife and putting his own wife on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and like figuring out like all this kind of things that like you probably would talk about in therapy, but if he needed to get dragged through the mud and and sit in an ice bath and do and play rugby and get picked up by like ripped dudes to get there, Mm -hmm. who am I? you know yeah so the article goes on to say that you know obviously like in our western modern society we really don't allow for men to have kind of these emotional relationships again just the conditioning and the raising and all of these things and the socialization but throughout history of western men from ancient greece to the european renaissance to -to male-to-male male-to-male friendships were highly revered and manly love as it was sometimes called by historians was a defining pillar in cultural notions about masculinity. So having this, even in the 1800s America, male bonds were highly intimate, sharing beds and physical touch, including kissing another man on the lips was somewhat commonplace. So they could be like, hey man, I appreciate that. But towards the end of the 19th century, as industrialization grew, stigma around homosexuality possessed men in the Western world. So all of those feelings of like, hey, I can just be like, thanks, bro went out the window and came in. Oh, I'm not gay. It's interesting. Is, it and is. It feels like conditioning of, you know, you take away, you take away people's ability to express themselves in order to better control them. So it doesn't, it seems to line up nicely with like the industrial revolution of like, we need these people to be workers, which means mm-hmm. we need to remove their sense of community and give them a false sense of community at work so we can mm-hmm. control them. We need factory workers. We need school to pump out the same notions of obedience. We need this. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was, you know, it does talk about that like shoulder to shoulder versus face to face relationships. And I think there's a trend on TikTok where women are saying, My boyfriend's beige flag is when his best friend tells him something, he gets no details. So, hey, I got fired. My girlfriend got fired or I were breaking up or these things. And the girlfriend be like, why? He's like, I don't know. I didn't ask. So it's it's just it's just the facts, (laughs) ma'am. Like it's a deposition of just like, and this is that no further penetrative details. And the guy's like, I don't know if he wanted to tell me, he'd tell me. And I want to tell everything, everyone, everything all the time. That's why we have the podcast. (laughs) But, you know, the joke behind that is obviously like that, you know, we as those as those girlfriends or wives, like we want the we want the tea, but also because we care. And it is it's definitely like a weird thing. Uh, Luckily, my husband doesn't do that. He tends to he tends to get all the good information, but he's in therapy. Winston is also good at that. He's in therapy as well, but he has scheduled 
brunches with friends where he's like, okay, friend group, this is happening to our friends. We want details about it, but don't tell us piecemeal. We're all going to gather. Love that. <laughs> like That's as much as I want the tea and the gossip, Winston is, I will say this, he is the messiest queen where he's like, uh-uh, don't you tell her what you didn't tell me. We're all going to hear it together. I want to know all the details. <laughs> I love it. Truly. One of the things I like about this, much as it's like seems trashy, is that everyone is constantly cheering people on. So I believe in you, brother. One more. The claps of positivity, even if it's like, how many push-ups can you do? I'm encouraging you to do this, you know? Yeah. Look, there's you always run the risk of like creating a culty kind of improv or culty kind of CrossFit or whatever. Army of man boys. A hundred percent. But if for some reason, like the people they were describing, they're like, we, we would see our instructors and be like, man, like here's my instructor with this gruff voice and like, you know, like ripped arms and et cetera, et cetera, like looking so manly and so great. And I'm like, man, I want to, I want to look like him. And then I hear him talking positively about his wife. And I'm like, man, I want to be him. And I don't know, like, I think that that's why I'm not appalled by this. Yeah. Look, again, it's $10,000 it sounds... to get tortured, which is, you just have to put your flags up a little bit, but also like people spend your money how you want to. And any sort of camp that all, that only men go to that isn't actively like hating women and mm -hmm. acknowledging that the patriarchy hurts all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, it, again, this feels so like brutal and savage, but like maybe it's not for you and I to understand. We don't need to mm -hmm. understand that ancient Roman basic training, wrestling naked kind of thing that men need in the same way that I don't think that men necessarily need to understand why. What's a female equivalent? I don't know. What do you do? You sew? I sew. I, I, I knit. <laughs> no, I think it's just that say. support and like. I'm going to hug bleed. her. I'm going to, yeah, we, we bleed together. <laughs> Women are on the front lines bleeding together. We do. No, or we're, or, we're or maybe there's just no different. We're just socialized different. And that it hurts yeah. everyone. Like you said, that when, when you're a first timer to the group, they'll ask you to come to the center. Like they're all standing in a circle and the instructor will say, raise your hand if you don't like being touched. And so, you know, most people said, okay. And, and, you know, said hot me i don't like being touched and all the men on the outside of the circle crashed in and hugs them and it's just like truly gives them an intimate hug and the the author's like listen before i could help it i i, I would just like let out a big goofy dumb smile and and like something broke inside of me that said oh this is okay like this is compassion this is encouragement and uh yeah i think it's I mean, it sounds insane and garbage, but like it really is doing like a neat thing. I just want to correct you. Yeah. Raise your hand if you don't like being touched. Most of the men didn't raise their hands. Like oh. they weren't touching people without their permission. I think oh. that maybe. But Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. It says raise your hand if you don't like being touched. Mm -hmm. And all of our hands remained by our sides. And then, and then that's when the they circle was allowed start, to hug. like they hug. And like, yeah. he said that the most chiseled man I'd ever say, seen made a beeline to me, wrapped both her arms around my hips and lifted me skyward. Like I just won a game winning shot to the state championship game. And before I could help it, I let a big, dumb, goofy smile out and some tiny, but very hard shard broke away inside of me. 
I mean, this is kind of, it says true masculinity is showing love, showing compassion, showing all these things that are traditionally not spoken spoken of as masculinity. And I think that scares people. I just, I gotta be honest. I really did not expect when you, the headline says guys are paying $10,000 to become real men at warrior camps. My defense flags went right up. I did not expect this article to just turn around like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. I, I'm, I'm saying it, you know, I'm saying it. I think it's nice. Hey, babes, what are you hoarding? Great. Thank you for asking me. Man camp. Anytime Winston can get out of the house for, no, 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 no. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm hoarding Brazilian lemonade. Have you heard of this? Oh, no. Okay. Listeners get into it. It's two limes, three cups of water, half a cup of sugar, three tablespoons, sweetened condensed milk and ice cubes, juice the limes, blend all together. It's the drink of the summer. Okay. It is delicious. It is. Okay. I mean, you got to drink it all. It won't keep really. We we tried that once. Does not well, it's keep. got condensed milk in it. Yeah. Even in the fridge does not keep to the next day, but If you want to host a gathering, if you really want to impress people, make Brazilian lemonade this summer. You can add a scotch of rum or tequila or vodka or, you know, you can, if you want to add some alcohol, great. If not, it's great on its own. Brazilian lemonade, everyone should try it. It's wonderful. Yeah. What are you? I love it. If I ever come to your house, please don't serve that to me. Condensed milk literally makes me have a lot of diarrhea, Yes, but it sounds super yummy. (laughs) What are you hoarding, dear? I'm hoarding the concept of just being brave and making big ass decisions in your life that are solely based on the sake of you being happy. Because I think that the world and society and there's bigger powers that do not want that for us. I mean, we kind of touched on it in man camp and this idea of, you know, like removing people's happiness in in the sake of control. And so if there's just something huge that you've been mulling over, but you feel like, oh my God, how am I going to explain that to my friend? If you're going to, let's say you want to move to a different state, Mm-hmm. but because you think it'll make you happier do it, do it. let's say you want to shave your head do it like i don't know i'm just like very much mm-hmm. i've been having to say these affirmations a lot to myself because you know like things are very dark right now in a lot of industries and and just like kind of coming to like the very real real big realization that like our generation if you're a millennial like you're in your 30s and 40s now like it's kind of we've been dealt a really shit hand and so we have to we have to do anything that we can to make ourselves happy because there's just so mm-hmm. much working against us so be brave make a big decision don't think about what other people are going to think of you or their fucking opinions mm-hmm. focus on your own happiness i'm hoarding that I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. What are you throwing out? People not turning their headlights on at dusk. That's dangerous. Y'all, dawn and dusk are extremely dangerous times to try because of the sun and reflections. And data shows that of the 5.25 million car accidents that took place in 2020, 29% happened after dark. But if you look closer, those that involved fatalities happened. That was at 50%. People not turning their lights on at dusk, 
most vehicles happen between most car accidents happen between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., which in most times of days fall within those dusk times. It drives me nuts, y'all. I'm a headlight flasher. I'll go, hey, just let you know your lights aren't on. Sure. I'll give it. I'll give it. If it's 3 p.m., if it's 4 p.m., I'm just going to go ahead and turn my headlights on. Doesn't matter if it's the heat of su- the, the summer equinox, not getting dark till 10 p.m., let's say. Four o'clock, I'm just going to go ahead and throw those headlights on just so I don't forget later. It really, some cars are automatic, which is great. Some you have to turn it on. But please, for the love of God, keep your headlights on. I was going to say, that, uh, did the automatic lights know to turn on at dusk? You know, because that might affect the learning curve a little bit if you're if you rely on automatic lights because i know i have automatic lights so i don't think about it so i can't honestly say that i my lights are on at dusk and this is a good lesson i've had both automatic and not automatic and they always have a manual override that's all i'm saying just go ahead and flip those bitches on turn on your headlights y'all don't high beam anyone no this is very specific but Keep a headlight on. You never know what's going on. There was growing up in my hometown, Sterling, Oklahoma, there were a group of boys that would drive around in country roads. Now, those are typically done in mile sections. So, you know, quad, you know, grids of, of miles, whatever. Stop signs at the end of each mile, you know, grids, da da da. These boys would drive at night and they would not turn their headlights on and drive through stop signs. Because their logic was, if we turn off our headlights, we'll be able to see someone else's coming. And then we can just go right through the stop sign. Well, what if the guy going the other direction does the same thing? It, I, it drove me insane. And it still does. Don't do that. It's very dangerous. Yeah. All right, I'm done. I'm done being mama hen about our safety. What are you throwing away? I Okay, like, I know this is a trashy thing for me to throw away, but I'm throwing out the Norton Simon Museum. <laughs> I don't know why this like rubbed me the wrong way and maybe it's like totally normal and I'm just being a brat. I've been there before, but it was five or six years ago. It's a smaller museum in Pasadena. It's cool. It's tight, whatever. They've got like a big garden out and back or whatever. So it's like, I think this would be a nice date to go on. This seems like a cheap date. A museum is always a usually a low cost yeah. date idea. Norton Simon is charging $20 a pop for their tickets. Like, girl, you ain't LACMA. What are you? T- you're small. But maybe that's why they have to is because they're small and they're not as funded. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying. No, I, I know. But I mean, someone probably <laughs> does need to defend them because I know I'm being trashy. LACMA is 21 to $25, but LACMA is huge. Mm-hmm. And supplemented by the county. Yes. And there's also free parts of LACMA that you can yeah. go to. I mean, all those like head or like street lamps and stuff that doesn't co- that's free 99 to go there. The Broad is free. Like mm-hmm. there's a the ha- the Hammer Museum or Hamer or whatever is free. So I don't know. I just I really thought that that Pasadena date was going to work out for me. And mm-hmm. it didn't. And a lot of it had to do with just the fact that I didn't feel that the Norton Simon was going to be worth $40 total. But like maybe the more I think about it, the more that is on par and I'm just maybe picking on the Norton Simon. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it, but it rubbed me the wrong way. And I'll probably I'll go and I'll be like, oh, that was a great museum. Who's to say? But you don't come to this podcast to listen to me and Erica sound rational. I'm being irrational. I'm throwing out 
the Norton Simon Museum, a museum that I have not visited in recent <laughs> history, simply based on the fact that I, in my in that moment, did not want to pay $20 per ticket for it. Fair. And, and, and I, queen of the promo code, couldn't find a discount for it. So I asked her. I said, hey, here's why I'm trashy. I'm looking for a coupon code to get into a fucking museum. But I couldn't find one. And so, hey, you lost out. You lose, Norton Simon. And I'm hey, sorry. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I'm going to give everybody a, a free tip, okay? If you're in the Pasadena area, and if you're not, if you're in your local area, look up a Japanese garden. Ooh. The Storier Stearns Japanese Garden in Pasadena, for those that are local to LA, it is 10 bucks or under to get into, and you can feed goldfish. It's just, it's really beautiful. It's really well done and preserved. There are little tea houses on venue. It's just a nice, tranquil area. And you could buy fish food and eat these giant koi fish. And it's just a lovely, relaxing day in the Pasadena area. And across the street is a neat little park as well that's free to get into. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what you'll do instead. Well, Cassandra, I mean, I don't want to give away your location, but where can the people find you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nothing here. to plug <laughs> here i i'm on the i i was on the nooner podcast again maybe i'll be on it again after this i who's to say you know who who's can to say, say? <laughs> but i just I, i'm happy i'm happy if you found me here on the trashy trashy podcast where can the people you can you know you could find me on the picket lines mm-hmm. you can find me there melting on yes. my lunch breaks Especially when studios cut down the trees that are owned by the city. To you know what they got? They got a two hundred and fifty dollar. It's five hundred dollars if you get caught not picking up your dog shit in L.A. I, so just I for those who can't. don't know, there are a group of trees, and they were recently trimmed last week, bare almost. And they people were, were like, "Why beheaded. would the city do this?" They were beheaded, massacred, desecrated. They're- it's a city sidewalk. It's owned. Those trees are owned by the city and the studio cut NBC them so that, the, so that the protesters would not have shade. You think that's going to break a union? <laughs> Bitch. But yeah, they got a $250 fine. It, it's mm. they should have gotten at least 250 per tree. There's like four trees that they ruined. Yeah. I de- whatever. I can't get into Pants. it. This is what I'm saying. There are bigger. There are things that are just bigger than you and me working together and working against us. So if you want to shave your head, Do or it. if you if you want to put you and your partner and a dog in the car and drive Route sixty six all the way from Santa Monica to Chicago, do it. Who fucking cares? Because can't. nobody else does. Like nobody cares. And you can't take any of this with you. No, my God. Where can people find you? They can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, TikTok, Spill, Threads. I, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You can find me. You can find I'm, in her. These I'm in these streets. Sure. But you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok. <laughs> or you can always find us at our website, which is trashytrashypodcast.com. A quick corrections corner. Someone took mm. advantage of the send us an email. You can tell us why you're trash or if you'd like for us to cover a particular story. There's a way to email us at trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com or through the website itself, which is trashytrashypodcast.com. Thank you to the Eagle Ear listener, Will Ball, who wrote in to tell me about the Balls Quick Stop as I plugged. <laughs> the titular episode. Will Ball. The Will Ball of Balls wow. Quick Stop. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to say, we got big timers listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Will. We really do appreciate you listening. But oh he God, wrote in you. to remind us that it is not balls has it all, as I said their logo was, but the sign says Sterling's got balls. Anyway, I'm love it. <laughs> thank you. I, for listening. I, love, I love that correction. Well, thank you, Will, for keeping me on my toes. I do appreciate it. I, I completely forgot the sign. I put it on our trashy, trashy Instagram. If you would like to see <laughs> evidence, <laughs> we do appreciate you listening, Will, and for sending in that correction. If you would like to support this podcast by wearing a t-shirt, go to trashytrashypodcast.threadless.com. We've got our merch store there. You can also support this podcast by telling a friend, share the link, share the Instagram post, share, you know, share around. If you haven't left a review, it would be so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review, helps more people find the podcast climbs in the charts. And as always, we always appreciate engagement. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sorry. Hey Cass. What's going on girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, hey.